What's up, everyone? It's Esther and Zoe here, and welcome to Vision and Alchemy. Whether you're new to the path of self-discovery or you've been on this journey for a while, Esther and I are here to support and inspire you every step of the way. Buckle up, my friends, because we're about to embark on the adventure of a lifetime. Vision and Alchemy starts now. Welcome back, my friends, to Vision and Alchemy. This is the second part of our two-part episode. So if you haven't heard the first one, just go back an episode. And if you have, Welcome back. So, yeah, there's, as we've, you know, we've only been talking about this for like, say, 20 minutes or so, but I hope you guys can already see that there's so many layers to the trigger. And I'm not saying that from a place of hopelessness, like (laughs) Pandora's box, you're never getting out of it sort of thing. But just trying to be an example of see how easily everything came. I, I understood everything as soon as I leaned into it. I was like, well, why do I feel so one? I'm like, okay, I compared myself why would I compare myself? Like you can literally poke holes in the logic of what your ego is trying to tell you because your ego is not smart at all. It is. And I don't want to go too deep into this because we're definitely going to, we're going to do maybe even ego series because it's so big and deep. (laughs) But That's where like all of these spiritual practices come into play because you start questioning yourself and not from a confusing place. You're like, why, why would I think that? But until I actually leaned into it and kind of peeled back the layers that were there, I realized like how pointless it was. Like, and if I kept holding onto that story and feeling guilty and feeling triggered, and now in literally 20 minutes, we've unraveled it and been like, oh my God, that is so pointless. What are you even worried about, Zoe? But it's been an interesting week because you know, I've been so devoted to my my healing and my spiritual practice for so long. And then in a moment where you're experiencing one of probably many spiritual awakenings, by the way, like they happen in waves, not just for Esther, like through everyone, you will constantly be working at it and you might have like little upgrades every now and again. And then you'll have these big cathartic experiences. But it was just really interesting in like, I've been very devoted for a very long time and, and experienced the benefits of it for sure. But then in this time where life seems to be pushing me back out to just be more human and play and ground and have one foot on this earth, you're having this huge experience. And it's maybe it's bringing it to the surface for me to let go of that guilt that I don't need to be micromanaging my spiritual experience all the time. Because by what you said to me on Saturday, by going and having fun at this festival, that is also raising my vibration. Yes. I don't need to be meditating and then, which I actually like still freaking did, by the way. Like, yeah, I went out into Literally. the world. Yeah. Like <laughs> I went out into the world and it was like such a cool test run of like, okay, so you've gone within, you know, a good chunk of time. You've been in your hermit mode. Now you're coming back out. How, how am I, how is this experience going to be very different? And it was like, literally in the past, I would have gone to Splendor. I would have woken up and like cracked a beer in the shower, like drinking literally from like 8am out to going. Whereas this time round on Saturday, I only went for two days. So Saturday and Sunday, I woke up, did my devotion, pulled my cards, Palo Santo, did a meditation, (laughs) jumped in the spa, did a stretch and everything, like full wholesome experience. And then again on the Sunday, even though I'd been out on the Saturday, like got home (laughs) at some ungodly hour. I still woke up and did my practices and everything. Yeah, so I'm you're like, literally a queen. You've got nothing to worry about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know how hard I am on myself and it's something that I'm slowly trying to dissolve because I'm like going to have fun as part of the process and I still was devoted to my practices, you know? Yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. And on the whole being hard on yourself thing, I think it's just because like you – you know what you're capable of mm. and you know that what you're capable of is huge. 
And I think it's just that matter of having like that loving patience and compassion for yourself and everything. And also coming back to present, like coming back in and like you just mm. did, you were able to identify like, oh, I was actually doing all of these amazing things. But like, mm. imagine feeling that in the moment too and being like, I'm so proud of myself right now. Like your vibration <laughs> exactly. would be even higher. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so I just wanted to, wanted to mention one more thing about the trigger and then I've got a question to ask you, but another part of me unraveling like how stupid it was to feel like because you are having a deep connection spiritually right now, which is quite effortless, um, and then mine wouldn't be there, is this illusion of separation. Like I, I am not separate from any other living being, anything that has universal energy in it, like nature, people, everything. Like, And so that's like that's a trigger for a lot of people, like a lot of like that isolation and that separation. Why would I entertain the story for a second that I am not deeply connected at all times? Do you know what I mean? Like our connection to the spiritual world is is our decision and our our discretion. Oh, probably not our discretion. Like there's definitely times where things are being interwoven in the background there. Like it's not always in our control. But why would I for a second entertain the idea that I am separate yeah. from everything, from the universe, the universal energy, you know? Yeah, I have whole body chills as you were saying that. I was just like, holy, 100%. That's yeah. exactly it. Like when you were talking before, I was thinking about how like you going out and dancing and having fun and raising the vibration, you know, is part of all of it. And also like there, like there not being any need for lack because basically like where we need to go as the like a human species is toward that collective consciousness. Mm. Like we need to kind of adapt to more of like an ant-like mentality. Like we're not separate from each other. We're all part of the same mission, the same goal. We just mm. effortlessly work together. We want the ant behind us or whatever to do just as well as the ant in front of us and ourselves as well. Like we're all part of the same thing and we need to raise our frequency a lot higher to be able to feel that connection, to see that connection. And it's in literally every single one of us, everything like that life force is in all of us. So if you ever feel like, oh, this person's got this and I don't, it's like you do. It's, yeah. it's just your time for unlocking it will come or you already have unlocked it and you just haven't identified it because you're judging yourself or your ego is mm -hmm. getting in the way, making mm -hmm. you doubt that kind of thing. Like, yeah. but it's just, it's so strong in all of us. Yeah. And I suppose as well, um, by feeling that trigger, if anyone is feeling a trigger, like a tall poppy's trigger or, or anything, and like the tall poppy's trigger literally was just just victimhood mentality as well, which we've already like um, touched on. But if anyone ever feels that, I just want to give you like a little, like plant a little seed for firstly, if you feel that, please be so kind to yourself. Be so kind to yourself and be really compassionate because if you add layers of guilt and shame on top of that feeling, you you actually will be in Pandora's Pandora's box of like emotional agility and intelligence, you know? So as soon as you feel that, send yourself some love, be kind to yourself and be like, hmm, and get curious, you know? Be like, hmm, why am I feeling like this? And then the second thing would be to, if you feel that trigger, is to realize that you are operating from your ego when you feel like that because at no point when I felt like that did I I didn't feel any negativity towards Esther it was more it was like um 
self-loathing, like an opportunity for me to spiral down into self-loathing of like, well, of course your spiritual connection isn't good because you're distracting, you're going out and have fun and how stupid are you? And like, you know, but I caught myself at the top of that spiral. So I was, I was in my ego, but I realized it. And then I moved back to my heart space. So if you're ever feeling that trigger, just know like, okay, I'm in my ego. I'm not going to, I'm going to feel self-compassion about that and, and support myself through this. And I'm going to move back to my heart space. And as soon as I moved that tiny little ego out of the way, I was like, look at her go. Oh my God. Like, and like I said, there's been no point where I felt a negative emotion towards Esther. It was more her experience triggering a negative experience with my relationship with myself. (laughs) Layers. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, it is so, I feel lighter in my body as I literally, I can switch back and forth right now, like within me being like, okay, this is how I feel in my ego. And then I can move to my heart space and be like, like, I just feel so much love. And I'm like, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. Thanks for inspiring me. Thanks for setting an example of what's possible. You know, thanks for sitting in the fire and waiting for long enough for something to change. You know what I mean? And you've had to move through all of your self-doubt and fear around this. And that kind of leads me to my question for you, because I've told you that I was experiencing some form of tall poppies towards your spiritual development. And i I know that you have struggled with accepting and um, exercising, shining your light bright. So how are you feeling about me saying all of this and and how have you felt like kind of riding this spiritual journey by yourself at the moment? Because I haven't been able to be there. Mm. So. First of all, thank you. I was like, when you were saying all that, then I was like, oh my God, that is the most beautiful thing in the entire world. And thank you. And, and mind you, I have been, I'm not like trying to give myself a pat on the back, but like I have been like saying this to Esther throughout the whole thing too. Um, but then it's like, like I said, I kept switching back into this ego and I couldn't like sustain it. You know what I mean? Mm. But oh, it yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah, it wasn't that when I was saying these things to her, it wasn't authentic, but I would like hold that vibration and then I'd kind of slip down into another one. And, and yeah, so yeah, yeah. So anytime, so yeah, I, like I said, as I was saying to Zoe earlier in a voice message, like when she first said that she was going to talk about this stuff, I was like, this is so incredible. I was so excited, but I was also like, I already knew, like I had sensed that, but I never thought for a second, like, oh, I need to intervene with this and say anything about it. I don't think I need to like help her through it. I don't think I need to feel any way about it. I just knew I needed to like try and pull back a little bit and give her a bit of space because I feel like everything that's happened to me lately, I could honestly just put it into a freight train and like accidentally just roll her over because I just want to be like, but um, yeah, I just like, I just, like I I sensed it, but she was so authentically as well, like, like, you know, celebrating and helping me unlock things and being like, you know, like you didn't ask for my advice on this, but I think this and this. And I was like, oh my God, like I literally always want your advice and never stop giving it to me. <laughs> like, this is why I come here. <laughs> me. <laughs> um, so she's still, still like, even though she was grappling, stepping in and out of heart space and everything, still able to be in that heart space with me, even though if she, like, as soon as she was finished giving me her heart in that moment, even like, you know, and maybe her ego jumped back behind the wheel for a second or whatever, like she was still able to be such a beautiful, gracious friend. And like, I just feel like I sensed the thing, but didn't have any like fear or anything about it. Cause like, I just trust her so much as a person. Like she's just incredible. And, um, then I was also feeling like 
So, so, so we help each other a lot through things. Like, I don't want it to sound like I just like dump my entire life on Zoe, but I, oh, I also, not. I do worry sometimes that I let like too much out, not as in like, I not hang on words. It's not like letting too much out. It's like, I don't want to drown her in my things. Like whether it's excitement, energy, information, like I just feel like I have so much of everything that I'm always trying to just shrink down to be digestible for people. And Zoe's like always like, oh my God, literally be yourself. I don't care. It's amazing. And I'm like, okay. (sighs) So um, one of my lessons, I guess, going through all the stuff I've been going through and Zoe being like out and having fun at like splendor and everything. Like at the time I was like, Hey, like be out, have fun, raise you, like raise the vibration around you. Like this is all part of it. Don't know why right now, but like, let's not stress. Like it's all fine. And like, you know, there were moments where there's just, there's, there's more things I haven't even told you yet. Like yeah, I'm just know. like waiting to be able yeah. to go. Blah, blah, blah. I've still got a few more voices to listen to from yeah. yesterday and there's probably more as well. But <laughs> yeah, it's just so interesting because I'm usually so available for Esther and then it's almost like her guides or our guides or whatever kind of pushed me out of the way a little bit so that you had to learn to stand on your own two feet as well. Yeah, legit. And it's a, it, I've just, I've been like scared and excited. I've been inspired and empowered and also insane feeling. like I said before, so like there was, and there's just this like constant self reminder coming through of like, just trust yourself, sit with yourself in this. You're not going to be able to be super excited and tell everyone every single thing that's ever happened forever and ever. There's going to be times when you actually just can't do that, not because you're not supposed to, but because you're just like, maybe, maybe I'm somewhere doing something else and everyone's busy or whatever. Like there's going to, like, it was just this little, like, get used to being able to do this for yourself on your own. Sometimes the community and the the people around you are there as well. So it's not like to say that I need to do it without everyone. I think I really do need everyone Yeah, and we all need each other. Like, we, oh, there's just such a beautiful group of women. They don't like, it's not like a group, like everyone knows each other. It's just like, I know a pile of different people in di- all different walks of life right now that are, some I've known for a long time. Some I've met literally this week, like, <laughs> and everything in between. And everyone's sort of just like coming together on this same path, coming towards the same central situation, the same goal and everything. And everyone has their own like part to play. Everyone has their own <coughs> role everyone has like something that everyone else will need do you know what I mean it's like we're all just like pieces of this really big puzzle or something and all the pieces are coming a bit closer together and it feels Mm -hmm. like for my journey a lot of those people hold pieces to my puzzle as well that I need and it's like everyone's been helping me unlock these things and it's just the most incredible thing and I'm so like endlessly grateful for the support that I've had from all of you and the encouragement and the love. And it's just like, it's always, it's like my, um, my fear is like telling me that like this isn't happening or whatever. And then my higher self will jump in and be like, can you look at the gifts that all of your friends are giving you right now? Like not physical gifts, like verbal, just confirmation about Mm -hmm. things. It's like you're being, it's (laughs) so crazy. So yeah, I just feel like there's a lot going on, a lot that I'm grappling with and I do need to learn to just trust everything, trust myself, know that I can work, work, walk through it and not feel like I need Zoe to hold my hand so much and like it's not like she does. It's like we've it's yeah. been a balanced friendship but the yeah. way I feel, like I feel such comfort in Zoe and I feel 
like she's my guide. I feel like she has been able to help me unlock so much of this stuff so far, just herself. Like, so I guess like going into this stuff that I'm going into now, it's, it's like, she's going to be going through her own shit as well and can't show me literally everything. (laughs) And yeah, it was that, that fork I think was for many reasons. I think Mm -hmm. you were definitely supposed to be out vibing with people and recharging and, I was definitely supposed to be more insular and going through all of that stuff and I was definitely supposed to not have access to you to have to process that and realise that. And I think you were definitely supposed to have that trigger to be able to talk about this and to because, like, that's such an important thing. Like, people are going to be way more connected and way more vulnerable with each other and we are going to be able to raise our collective frequency when we can Mm. communicate honestly like you did today. Mm. Like, that is such an important part of the puzzle. (laughs) So, yeah, Yeah. all this happening I know there's so many (laughs) lessons in it and then I was voice messaging Esther before this when we were like yeah getting ready for the episode and I was like oh my god (laughs) like it's actually for both of our experiences and both sides of this coin is just a lesson and an opportunity to learn to trust ourselves more and for Esther it's to learn to trust her gifts and her ability and her connection Oh, and, and for me too, like, you know what I mean? Like trust yeah. that mine, all of my hard work is still there or, you know, I don't want to label your spiritual connection as hard work as well. Like just purely by being you, you are worthy, you know, and you have the ability to connect sort of thing. So I think I was, and again, that could be some like toxic productivity conditioning coming in where I think I need to like micromanage my um, spiritual connection every day, but it doesn't happen like that. Like I've watched movies and read books for people. Like I just was walking down the street. I didn't even know who, like, what a spirit was or what energy was. And then I had this full blown spiritual awakening. Like I don't want to be setting that example that like obviously hard work and devotion and consistency is important, but it doesn't happen like that. I think I'm learning a lesson in like, and like every single car, like energy card up all lately is like chill, trust, surrender, wait. And I'm like, but what can I do while I'm waiting? Yeah, (laughs) And they're like, Oh my God, just learn your lessons. <laughs> so funny. So yeah, I was like, even though we've had this little fork in the road with our experiences, it's actually was still the same lesson of like learning to trust yourself. So, yeah. and I just wanted to touch on if anyone has been in Esther's position where someone has like, I, I they may like consciously share a trigger of poppy syndrome or they might not be so aware and they might project that poppy syndrome onto you. I want to encourage you to not shrink when that happens and be like Esther (laughs) basically (laughs) is that she has been able to be so gentle with me knowing that even though I couldn't directly say it yet and it, it wasn't like I said it was a little bit of unawareness but like genuinely I've just been so busy I haven't had a chance to stop and be like hmm why am I feeling like this but Esther and I are so connected so she could feel that something was off but just to be so compassionate and genuine and gentle with me while still continuing to grow tall as a poppy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, so if anyone else is in this situation, don't shrink just because someone says like, oh, listen, like your success is kind of a trigger for me. Don't, again, it's a shame. It's a shame and a guilt thing. Don't feel into those low vibrations. So it's important for someone that feels triggered by the tall poppies. Don't feel guilt and shame about that. Or if someone has projected or mentioned a, like a, you know, a feeling of comparison or competitiveness to you and your success or, or particular things in your life, 
also you need to be self-compassionate and not be not feel guilt or shame because Esther's been able to just still have complete enthusiasm and excitement for her journey while being really gentle and gracious with me knowing that like my foundation was a little bit rocky even though we hadn't had the direct conversation yet but just energetically she could feel like she's not super like sustainable in her heart space right now sort of thing so yeah I just wanted to give that little bit of advice for anyone that's on the other end of the tall poppy syndrome you have this amazing achievement and you go to tell someone and it doesn't land for them um don't don't shrink um but also don't feel resentment towards that person you just have to send them love like more love than they've ever needed in that moment because they're really struggling yeah yes it made me think of like I 100% agree and it made me Mm. think when you were saying that this like visual came in my mind of like a like um if someone was to say to you like hey this thing that you're going through is triggering me you can honestly just like offer out your hand and be like, cool, come with me. You can, you can join me on this. You know what I mean? Mm. And not everyone will be receptive to that. Not everyone will want to go on that journey yet. You can't help everybody, but there will be a lot of people who are like, Hey, thanks. Like I actually, I will, you know what I mean? So it's really nice to, to, I guess, like help people kind of get to that thing that they want they're they're noticing that they're noticing that mirror they're noticing that reflection they want the thing it's in store for them you can help them rise to it by just like putting out your hand and being like hey I gather you feel that way yeah no worries like don't beat yourself up about it come join me in the thing <laughs> yeah exactly and it's um yeah it's just so important to have these kind of relationships around you. So if you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh my God, there's literally no one around me that I could probably successfully have this conversation with, um, probably coming off the back of our conversation of like the company you keep, they're probably not the ones to be keeping super close in your trusted circle. And it's not about like, oh, cutting everyone out, but it is your your power and your discernment who you want to share these journeys with. And if you're sitting here listening to what Esther and I have just gone through and being like, that is so foreign to me, it's probably time to start looking at who else and where else you could invest your time and your vulnerability and 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 everything like that. Because I feel like this is the way like a conscious relationship should should navigate and there's not been one moment of animosity even though we've been in our internal things of like learning to trust ourselves and me I suppose moving through self-doubt and probably yourself as well Esther being like no like as if and because you said to me you're like you had this little moment of doubt the other week and you're like who am I to channel all of this stuff? And I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? Like, of course you're such a worthy candidate to have all of this information because all of us are literally just by being here on this earth, we are worthy Mm. of of what you were having access to. So we were both moving through self-doubt and trust. It's like it's like human Esther still has a self-doubt and higher self Esther, like my Mm. higher self is like able to channel all this stuff, feeling more and more confident every day, like, all of that, but the the self doubt, like the human me, is so so scared, doubting yeah. so much yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. But the only way to move through the doubt is like you know you might get a download or feel some ringing in your ears, and of course we're going to experience doubt and fear. But the only way that goes away is just by like getting curious and daring yourself to trust it. And then mm. you you'll say that thing like some like, you know, a download's coming like, tell her this. And then you do. And she's like, wow, that's amazing. You're like, oh cool. That's one point for self-confidence and one less point taken away from self-doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's not this 
aha moment, we, a destination again, like, I am so confident. And I said to Esther, I was like, even when we're like the freaking Oprahs of the spiritual world, <laughs> you know, no, even that when we're so much more solid in, in our, our, our ability to be of service to the world, I'm still going to hit so many roadblocks and so much imposter syndrome and so much, so much doubt because it's a constant development. You know what I mean? Mm, I think that's just going to be part of the journey of living with your human self. Yeah. It's like you how to I mean? integrate the both, how to get them like hold hands and be like, cool, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and what you were saying before about, you know, if you don't feel like you have a friendship like this where you can do this kind of thing, like I think uh, something that it might just sound so silly, but just call in the friendships, like literally mm. ask the universe to create space in your life for new friendships to come in and to call those friendships in and open your heart a little bit. If you don't do very well with situations that make you feel uncomfortable, not not bad situations, I mean, maybe you just don't like stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm. Maybe now is a time to start practicing stepping out of your comfort zone and just like getting building up that <clears throat> resilience to go out into the world and meet new people and know that you could say hi to a stranger and you're not going to fucking just drop dead, you know, <laughs> like there's nothing to be actually scared of. You're going to bring a beautiful new circle into your life and you just need to start calling it in, just start wanting it, realize it's there and open your heart to it. Mm. I also want to share what I did as well, because I've literally just gone through like probably a solid two years of not feeling like I belong. And, and cause I moved away from the Gold Coast, which is where I met Esther and, you know, basically started my experience in a new community and I, and <laughs> moved in COVID too. So it was like a solid year of like, we were, you know, not going near each other, et cetera. And, oh man, it, it's been a really tough time and I felt really lonely and really isolated, but realized that was a lot of my inner stuff. So, you know, that those external triggers are usually just an opportunity to go within and learn how to belong within yourself and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I'm just trying to give a backstory of like what I was doing now to the point where I feel so solid in my community and so connected. I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. You can cry, it's fine. Is that, yeah, exactly. Um, as yeah, as I would always ask my guides and set that intention out there. But I would also go down to like the local areas, like I live at the beach here and I would go down and connect with nature. Because Mother Nature is always going to be there for you. She's always going to hold you. Like when was the last time you just laid on the ground and really connected with how held you felt? Like on the sand or whatever it is. But Mother Nature will always be there for you. And I started talking to, I suppose, Mother Nature, the land, and I was just like, please help me. If I'm meant to be here, please help me find my community, like of, of my human beings, you know. But in the meantime, I just had to spend a lot of time alone in nature to realize like, the feeling of belonging that I was looking for is not conditional. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's unconditional. So I was looking for particular conditions like, oh, but no, when I get this particular community and I have this type of share house and this kind of this and that, then I'll feel better. But just going out to nature and leaning into the discomfort of that isolation, I was like, oh, my God, that mm. feeling of belonging is actually just our given right being here on earth and I just needed to ask nature and mother earth or the land spirits or elders, you know, when, you know, traditional landowners, whoever I was talking to, but I was just like, please send me, send me people, like send me people that will help me sustain this feeling of belonging that I initially had to find by myself. Like otherwise yes. it would have been conditional, you know, situations and it would have just been not sustainable. So that's another mm. little tip. If you are 
looking to call in that community, ask your guides, but also start connecting with the land because you can feel held and like you belong before another human being's even like near you. That is such great advice. Yeah. I back that 100%. Mm-hmm. And like, it sounds like you really found the belonging in yourself first and also let go of trying to control the outcome of what that community would look like. Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, you can, you can, I think with like you, so you've manifested your community that you have now and it's just mm-hmm. so perfect for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And like the steps that are kind of happening are just like every time you talk about it, you're like, oh my God, I'm this. And it's just, it's so in line for exactly what you want. And I think with manifesting, like, you know, people talk about being really specific about it, but that like, yes, but not in the sense of trying to literally control exactly what you get and Mm. what that looks like, because sometimes like that's not really meant for your path or, you know, you'll, you will learn some lessons, but you're kind of just going to make yourself take a bit more time than required to get to where you actually want to go. Whereas if you are specific about the feeling that you want to have and how you want to feel when you're doing the thing, rather than controlling the outcome, you're going to get exactly what's right for you and, and for your purpose and your path and everything a lot faster. And it will feel a lot more right. Cause you know, have you like, you've manifested, like I've manifested things in life before where I've been like, I mean, I wanted this, but I don't belong. I'm trying to change myself to fit into mm. the thing. Mm. And it's like, Because, you know, like when you're a strong manifester and stuff, you can call all kinds of things in, like good or bad, do you know what I mean? Mm. And the universe is always trying to communicate with you. And maybe the universe was trying to say to me, like with things I've manifested, like, hey, Esther, like maybe don't like put your focus so heavily there or don't try and control the outcome so much with that. And like, you know, okay, you're not listening. You're going to have to learn the fucking hard way. (laughs) And then you do. You learn. You're like, oh. (laughs) Sorry, one of the (laughs) I'm just like picturing your guides like above you with like a nail file like oh, here she goes again. Like how many times have we told her? How many times? Literally, like, you're like walking into the fire like la la la. la. <laughs> We're just they just like just throw the microwave They're like oh for fuck's sake like. <laughs> so true. Oh my God. Yeah, so I, funny. I feel like we're kind of molding into a manifestation episode, which I feel like will probably be another series as well. There'll be multiple episodes. But mm. basically, if you're looking to call in a community of people that can help you have these kind of conversations that Esther and I have hell, had, where we're quite vulnerable and we can hold each other quite well. And I've felt completely safe. My nervous system has been completely regulated throughout this entire conversation, even though I've had to kind of show those parts of ourselves I think we're conditioned to hide like oh yes. that's like that's an ugly emotion Zoe oh you're feeling jealous of your friend oh you're feeling left behind like but it's like I've felt so supported throughout this whole conversation so if you're looking for that it's not about going out and finding the friendships that you think that will help you it's about fostering that feeling of safety and belonging and then letting life reflect it to you because that, oh, that yes. is manifestation. Yeah. And that's what it's doing now because I, I, I've done that inner work and now everyone's coming out of the woodwork and it's so yeah. annoying because and it's not annoying. It's a bit of a karmic <laughs> joke, but all I wanted to do was belong. And then I realized as soon as you flick that switch of like, how about I just like speak my truth and stand out? I've never felt like I belong more. Right. That's, that's, like, that's like the cosmic joke. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> but that's why we've created this podcast because we're like, guys, like you have to walk your own path. You have to do that inner work. And actually, I didn't know who Zoe was when I was looking for that belonging in those people. I had no idea who I was. And mm. I had to really just sit with myself and be like, oh, 
kind of yeah. really like myself. <laughs> like this yeah. is cool. Oh, look at this little layer of me on. Oh, look, that's a little bit of an icky one. But if I shine some light on it, it will like, you know, I'll turn it, you know, I'll shift that. Yes. And yeah, that's like the whole reason we've started this podcast is because like we, Esther and I have learned the wrong way to like, oh, if, if I go out and get this job or get these friends or whatever, I'll be happy. And it, it doesn't last. Like you have to go within and then pivot onto your own path and then everything just floats in. Oh my God. You just made a thing happen that happened last night. Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to laugh into the mic. This visual visual just came so strong. It was like punched me in the brain or something. Mm. So just then when you were saying that, I was picturing the light, like a gold light coming like from like above or wherever into your heart and then up out of your head into the rest of the world. Mm. And like to me, that gold light is like you sort of like finding yourself and and your power and belonging and being at one in yourself before then like, you know, projecting mm. who you are out, speaking your truth, calling everything in that you need and everything like that. And last night I was having, I was in another meditation and I just like I had these like, you know, old body tingles going on and I could feel like the top of my head and everything and I could just feel like this pulsing here and it's like I could feel this light sort of like coming in and down down through my head and everything. But then it was like my, my, I just like flipped it or something. And it was like actually coming in through my heart and then up out of my head. And then I had this like big drive to like point my chest towards my window. Cause I have water just outside my window. And like, I like just sort of slowly turned my chest that way. And then I just saw like this, like light fucking exploding out of my heart into the water. And as soon as it got near the water, it just went and like turned into all these little like frag fragmented bits of light and everything to be carried through the water to everyone. And it was like, I was sending like love and healing and everything out. And I feel like I wouldn't have gotten to a place where that would even be shown to me in a meditation or whatever, without having spent that time in myself, loving myself, trusting Mm. myself, like, like developing that relationship instead of looking for belonging in other people, because you won't find it there. Yeah, because our heart really is the portal. And I feel like I intellectually know that, but it's like intelligence versus knowing and I'm leaning more into the knowing because every time I'm like, oh, actually I'll just go back to my heart space. I'm like, there it is. That's the access. That's the portal sort of thing. Mm. So, yeah. Um, Also, when you were talking before about how you said, you know, like talking about all this stuff on the podcast and being like, oh, you know, that would be normally um, an emotion or whatever that you would want to hide away from people or whatever, mm. but actually just, you know, having the balls to put it out there. Like, I just think that's so important because it's embracing all of all aspects of being a human. And that is very, very important for us because so many people have like addiction and all kinds of things where they're just trying not to see those parts of themselves or, you know, like there's just so much shying away from who we are Mm. and from each other. And it's like, you know, even if you're in a shitty relationship with someone, you just, you try and shy away from those parts about who they are too, because you just want to be like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to look at the good bits, but I'm also like really unhappy and things are going really badly, but I'm just going to like, but you know, I feel good sometimes with this person, but like, no, if we get better at shining the light on the shitty parts of ourselves and of other people, but not in a place of like, fuck you, in a place of like understanding, like we talked about in another episode and having that compassion and just that like space to be a fucking human. Hey, like humans mm. are so imperfect by nature. We grapple with ourselves more than other animals don't seem to do that. You know what I mean? Like that's our whole thing, <laughs> just grappling with our own shit. And I think just 
putting the light on it like you did today is so, so necessary. Like we need to do this more. You've inspired the shit out of me. Like I always do that with myself, but I don't mm. verbalize it so much mm. until I've resolved it. Like I resolve it, then I can verbalize it. Yeah. But you've, you verbalized it in the midst of the res- resolution yeah. to then resolve it together kind of thing. Yeah. And then, like that taught me about myself as well, listening to you talk about yourself. And it was just like this, it felt so, so important. And I'm so happy. Like, thank you. Yeah. yeah well, I feel like you just can't period. Uh, sorry. You can't just cherry pick the parts of yourself that you want to be on your journey. Like we are your spiritual development and your, your self-discovery process is literally a journey back to wholeness. So you know, I felt vulnerable coming on here and being like, oh, people could listen and be like, oh my God, Zoe, you're dragging your friend down because you feel jealous. But I was like, yeah, that's, that's a part of me. That's what I was experiencing. That was my ego. That was my inner child. But by bringing it to the surface and not like hiding it away and feeling shame and, and guilt about it, I've been able to alchemize it and transmute it. And now I'm like, oh no, that, that wasn't actually me. That's just an experience. But just giving you guys that self-awareness, like you can't cherry pick the parts of yourself that you really love and then keep pushing the way, the ones that make you feel guilt and shame and, and fear and scared and everything like, oh shit, like there's my lazy tendency coming out or there's my jealousy coming out. You like, again, I suppose it's that theme of lean into the discomfort. Why are you feeling, why are you feeling triggered by this or this or that? And that is, that is true alchemy for me, like emotional alchemy being like, I feel like this and I'm not going to push it down and distract myself. I'm going to lean into it and be vulnerable. And I've been lucky enough to like, not have to work this out by myself. Sometimes you, you'll feel intuitively like, no, no, I actually need to go within and do this work for myself. But I think that's an intuitive lesson. What Esther and I always saying, like, you just need to trust yourself and Esther was talking about like, oh yeah, sometimes having like this spiritual experience, but you'll kind of learn like, this is something I need to share with people. Oh, oh no, actually that one was just for me. Whereas today I was feeling really cool when I was digesting like, okay, what are we going to do in this episode? I was like, okay, we need to, this isn't just for me. And I hope that it has provided some form of magic or medicine for everyone that's listened today, because we don't need to keep showing up as the best versions of ourselves just to be accepted and exist in society because it's just, yeah, it's not right, you know? So I'm just so grateful Mm. that I've had Esther here today to just hold me so gently and graciously and just be like, yeah, I see you as you are right now and let's help you get out of that little trench, you know? (laughs) Oh my God, I love you so much. Well, guys, if you've um, made it to this point, we thank you again so much for tuning in. Um, this is honestly just such a delight and a journey for us and and really therapeutic. Like <laughs> just I feel like a completely different person now. I'm like, cool, I like own my shit and we work mm. through it and, and Esther and I are just closer than ever now and I feel closer to my connection to the universe and all of the things that I was feeling separated from because my ego was coming in and blocking it. I'm like, oh, like. You can just open the door and just like (laughs) love that so much. I just want to scream this episode from the rooftops. (laughs) Yeah, we hope you're enjoying what we are creating because we are definitely enjoying creating it. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And don't forget, if you have something you want to say or share, just send us a voice message to visionandalchemy at gmail.com. And our socials are in the show notes. Yay, guys. We love you. We'll see you on episode six real soon. Yay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of Vision and Alchemy. If this episode resonated with you, we'd love you to share it with a friend. 
Your support means everything to us. If you'd like to subscribe to our journey, follow us at Vision and Alchemy on socials. And we'll see you next time.